Hello lovely, welcome to Notes from a Small Room, the podcast from Solemnico, hosted by me, Alexandra Spear. I hope you're having a good day and you're somewhere safe. I hope you've been finding the episodes helpful and you're enjoying starting this year being kind to yourself. I'm sitting here with a mug of coffee, um, so get yourself something that you find cosy and yeah, let's do it. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about judgment, social judgment, cultural judgment, and judgment of the self. I'm going to be talking about how each of these impacts our self-love and self-worth, and how critical the ideas we grow up with are, and how important it is that we learn why these were put in place, why they're antiquated, and why we need to educate ourselves on what we want, who we are, so as not to feel judged, and also to stop judging others. Judgment can be a triggering subject, so if anything that I say triggers you, just pause the episode, take a moment, and then come back to it, or skip ahead to the next one, or one of the previous ones. Do this at your own pace, and listen to yourself. How someone sees you is irrelevant to how you see yourself but it is still an important part of being human, of being an animal. We are completely in control of the perception we give the world. The perception we allow is, in the end, the reality we live. Someone's perception of you is in one part a reflection of them, but it is also a reflection of the world in which they live, the ideas they were brought up on, and the people they socialise with at an early age. So first of all, I'm going to talk about judgment of the self because this is such a huge, just, yeah, a huge hindrance to our self-love. It's um, something that is amplified by society, by culture, and people start from a very early age taking the judgment that is put on them and internalizing it and therefore beginning a very toxic relationship with themselves. And this is what we have to learn to break. So the judgment you have received, are receiving and will receive, are clues as to how you threaten the status quo. It's where your social worth lies and what other people's stories are. If it angers you, if it makes you upset, just understand that you learned something about that person and that person learned nothing about you. See it as an opportunity to understand the world and to understand yourself. Judgment is status. It is the status move of people who are doing less than you, who are more unhappy than you and don't understand themselves. They use it so as to give themselves a higher social status, to one-up you. People will do this in the street, they'll do it behind your back, they'll do it on social media. And just because you stop judging others won't mean that others stop judging you. It just means that you stop caring. And judgment will impact you. It'll impact you physically, it'll impact you emotionally, it'll impact you mentally. People will tell you to get a thicker skin, to come back with something better, to beat the fuck out of people who judge you, be that metaphorically or literally. But you can't. Because if you did that, you'd be in a full-time job of hitting back at people who take lame shots at you to try and improve their own ego. You have to learn to believe in yourself, to love yourself and have so much conviction in your decisions that you don't need their judgments where your investments, your identity 
or your moves because you trust yourself and trusting yourself is the key to breaking the judgment cycle both within the self and outside of the self so trust that you love your body you're not just keeping it to get a cute hashtag in a selfie you're posting because you need validation trust that you love what you eat you're not just eating to fit in with people you think will like you if you lie Trust that you love what you say. You're not just faking your words so as to sound like a person your gut rejects every time you open your mouth. Trust that you love what you spend your money on. You're not just consuming to impress people you don't like and vibe with a crowd who egg you onto the next thing that you don't even want. Trust yourself. Trust the investments you make in yourself because that is not only your inner identity, so how you view yourself, But it's also probably around 5% of the identity that will come through into your outer perception. And if you trust that 5%, then no one can hurt you. And it will also be harder to hurt yourself. Because when you build that trust in yourself, you start to see yourself as a person who honours the promises that you make. Who gives yourself validation. So the validation that you seek in others therefore making you more open to judgment and more open to uh, being affected by that judgment you won't need it because you trust yourself and we are so good at judging ourselves we're good at judging ourselves based on the money that we make or don't make the friends that we do and don't have the partner we do and don't have we've become excessively good at building a toxic relationship around ourselves because of what is socially and culturally deemed as valuable and with that I'm going to move on to cultural judgment so most of the judgments which cultures place on individuals who express themselves authentically have been carried forward from antiquity it comes from the pack mentality we still have and as animals do we do single out the one who stands out and if they're found to be weak in some way they are sectioned from the herd and left to fend for themselves due to the way in which humans have evolved mainly thanks to the agricultural revolution and then the expansion of trade these behaviors of sectioning the weak from the strong and i do say that with little quotation marks um this extended to entire races entire genders and whole sections of society as I brought up in the last episode, a person's worth is measured bleh, sorry, I'll try that again. <laughs> a person's worth is measured in their sexual worth. Again, this is just biology, and it betrays how while our technology has evolved and our ability to create has evolved, our brains are still slow in evolving to a higher level of understanding. There are so many examples of times when judgment has endangered an entire culture, and it still does, due to the human interest in the unknown and the desire for knowledge, as well as the ability to exert force and suppression over weaker members of society. There have been hundreds of thousands of years where superstition, physical superiority, and religious mania have ruled what we term today as judgment. For example, and this might be a trigger alert, Uh, female masturbation. If a female openly admits to masturbating and enjoying it and, God forbid, enjoying sex, uh, society shames her. 
this isn't because of modern views. This is because of the tropes which were still in existence as early as 100 years ago, entrenched in centuries of suppression and fear. And there are still strains of that in today's society where people haven't educated themselves. They haven't opened up to a new perception. Women could be put in lunatic silence if they were thought to be masturbating. And many women, especially sex workers, endured the most horrendous and pointless operations without anaesthetic to cure, again in quotation marks, to cure them. Because to be seen to be sexually active and sexually stimulated was seen to be a... a, um, a depravity so it was seen to be a threat to the status quo because if women enjoyed sex and if they enjoyed sexually stimulating themselves then men would have less superiority and therefore yeah it would have impacted the whole of society as it was then and especially in the Victorian era where we still have a lot of the tropes and ideas that people just haven't broken yet. So similarly with periods, or menstruation, however you call it. Uh, Periods were considered an illness until female doctors began to be allowed to legally practice. Uh, Remember the witch hunts and everything, so female doctors were basically killed out. Uh, And then it was a long battle to be allowed to practice and to be able to be legally practicing. If a woman was thought to be hysterical on her period, she was thrown in a lunatic asylum or prison if she was from the working classes. Judgments such as, oh, she must on her period, if she's like a little bit grumpy or something, these have carried through from these times and they're still used to belittle a woman's emotions and suppress true expression if she is acting depressed or lethargic or if she's quick of temper. For men, judgments are reserved for those who are anything other than heterosexual if they're overly emotional or deemed to be physically weak. Although men make up only 49% of the population, they make up 80% of suicides, which says more about the state of male emotional suppression than anything else. For obvious reasons, I can't comment on the effects such judgments have on an individual, but I imagine it wouldn't be too dissimilar than for women who must constantly suppress and hide their true emotions themselves so as to conform to a social image of perfection and cultural judgment also isn't just in how we act it's also in how we look and that impacts the judgment of the self so if you don't conform to a cultural standard of beauty you're more likely to have a difficult relationship with yourself because no one's taught you how to love you as you are from a very young age you've probably been told that you don't look right you don't like you know weight is a huge thing and most people don't realize that weight is actually genetic it's due to metabolism so yeah it's just when if you start looking at it you'll realize that the judgments that you have on yourself probably aren't judgments that you make on other people but the judgments that you make on yourself 
uh, influenced by what is culturally deemed as valuable. Just something to think about. So why is all of this relevant today? Well, we're still overcoming stigmatized judgment that existed 50 years ago, let alone 100 years ago. We're just beginning to realize that a person's worth doesn't lie in how much they can bench press or their body count or the amount of children they have. These are old judgments that were essential to our survival as a species, but they are not essential judgments by which we need to measure individuals by nowadays. Our judgments today stem from judgments that we have not let, learned to let go of. They're passed down generationally, socially, politically, and we'll be here until we learn to communicate with one another, to learn from one another, to be unafraid of one another. Socially, fear is a huge motivation for judgment. The fear that someone may get more attention, they may be stronger, they may be more clever, they may have a higher status in society. Fear is again what kept us alive. It is the reason that men strive for incredibly demanding jobs that pay big bucks and buy them snazzy cars. It's the reason women are paranoid they're being cheesed on and wonder who their ex is with. These fears are hardwired into our brains, but they create judgment because we have evolved past the point of competing for survival. And we do not trust ourselves enough to understand that we are enough on our own. Everyone can do something you can't do, but you can also do something that no one else can do. That is the way of the world. That is why it's so important that society understands the age of the individual. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the age of the individual is not saying that everyone should be allowed to voice opinions they have no conviction in, or to be given airtime to voice their sob story. Individualism is, in my opinion, sorry, my voice. <coughs> okay. Try again. Um, Individualism is, in my opinion, the realisation that everyone is different. Everyone has a story, a history, a -a one-of-a-kind blueprint, not only physically with their DNA, but with their mind. And as such, everyone deserves to be heard, not necessarily listened to, but everyone deserves to matter and everyone deserves to be treated with the same understanding, the same compassion and the same care. Society is in part hugely to blame for judgment, judgment on others and judgment on the self, because it's pushing us apart. And this is due to, as I said in the last episode, breeding the idea that being an individual is just another competition. It says that we're all in the same lane and it's a race judged by our perceived sexual worth, which equates to a culturally accepted version of beauty, an economically useful job, And high exchange consumer goods. By high exchange, I mean the energy is high exchange, by which I mean that it is low energy with a high transaction fee. But in reality, there is no lane. We're all in our own lane. There is no competition that is worth competing in. Not competing brings social judgment, but it will set you free. Realize that there is a certain economic band that will allow you to do everything that you want without ruining your life by being attached to a certain kind of job, a certain company. Realize that your body is a result of people who have found each other attractive enough and hopefully they've loved each other enough 
to want to meld their features together in a new form of life. Your body is a love story. Treat it as such. Realize that the stuff that you buy is an exchange of energy. If it doesn't give you joy, you shouldn't be buying it. That goes for food, that goes for consumer items. If you don't need it, why are you buying it? Is it to impress someone or is it because it gives you joy? So judgment. Not a nice creature, is it? When you're judging, it probably feels a bit like envy. Perhaps anger, maybe a little bit of sadness and probably also a lot of fear. Each of these emotions means something different, so I want you to do something. Call it an exercise. Next time you find yourself judging someone, check yourself. Stop and think on it. Analyze yourself. Why are you judging that person? What are you getting from this transaction? I reckon that you'll find in that judgment, in that slightly toxic transaction you'll find where your biggest insecurity lies and also the biggest lesson that you need to make peace with in yourself so as to improve the relationship that you have with yourself and stop judging yourself because if you are judging others you're probably judging yourself if you are looking at people negatively then you're probably looking at yourself negatively this also to do with the universal algorithm which i'm going to go into on a future episode but what you find in yourself you find in others What you love in others, you love in yourself. What you hate in others, you hate in yourself. Life is a mirror, sometimes not a very kind mirror, but a mirror nonetheless. The people who are loudest with their judgment are the ones who are the most insecure with their opinions. It will never be the loudest person in the room or on the street who is the most powerful. And I'm not talking about power in the name of titles or money or prestige. I'm talking about real power. The kind that makes an entrance and you feel it without needing to turn around. That is real power. Judgment is the most useless way to spend your time. It does not give you anything. It does not make the world a better place. So why do we do it? Because of the socially and culturally accepted version of power. Because to name someone as other, to point out flaws, and these aren't even flaws. There is no such thing as a flaw. It is a socially constructed idea that was created to shame those who didn't conform to the culturally accepted version of of perfection. You are not flawed. There are no such things as flaws. But to point someone out as other, to point someone out as flawed, is to name them as something less than what is socially needed. In pack terms, you're singling out this person and beginning to phase them out. You're kicking them out of the pack because your society or the culture you are in deems them as useless. And being useless is worse than being dead in terms of the animal kingdom. Judgment is dangerous in terms of evolution. We call the person who decides the fates of people in court a judge. Think about that. This is the person who decides whether the person who is going to be convicted is othered. Sometimes this means they're a threat to the order of the pack. If they stay, they may influence others to move out of the status quo. If they are useless, then they endanger the pack because they cannot ensure their own survival, and therefore they cannot add anything to the skill set of the pack. We are not evolving 
We are just finding more and more sinister ways to finesse a society of people who cannot think for themselves and crave meaningless milestones. Fear and judgment are the most effective weapon against people who do not trust themselves and rely on external forces for validation. Why judge others when you can learn from them, when they can inspire you, when they can teach you? Everyone on this earth, from the person who scans your weekly shop, the person who passes you every day on your commute, the kid drawing on the window, the dog chasing a squirrel, the trees shading your window, the ocean hissing against the shore. Everything and everyone has a lesson to teach you. And if you come to these opportunities without judgment, you will evolve into a person who trusts themselves and does not require judgment to sway their decisions. I actually looked judgment up in the dictionary because I was interested to see the wording that they used. And in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, judgment is defined as the process of forming an opinion or evaluation by discerning and comparing. The word opinion, opinion is not fact. Even within facts, there is, there is always an anomaly, but an opinion is the opposite of fact. So when someone judges you, whether it's about your intellect, your body, your lifestyle, know that it is an opinion and it is created by comparison. Remember, the process of forming an opinion or evaluation by discerning and comparing, comparing, that's enforcing this idea that we're all in the same lane and we're all trying to get the same thing. Because comparison requires people to be aiming for the same goal, but we're not. No one wants the same thing, not really. We all want the same traits. We all want peace and love and kindness and all of that jazz. But the way that it manifests will be different for everyone. Therefore, there is no point in comparing. There is no fact in opinion. Last week, I asked you where you felt judged in your life. And yes, we're coming to the question bit, which I love. Uh, So did you come up with something? Did you come up with lots of things? Did you learn about yourself from doing this? Let me know. But anyway, as always, I'm going to share my answer to the question I posed. So where do I feel judged in my life? I feel a lot of judgment in my enjoyment of being alone. I live alone, I spend lots of time on my own, I travel alone, I do things alone, I eat out alone. As well as spending time with other people, but the time I spend by myself is larger. And that is from choice. But society deems being alone as being lonely. And honestly, being alone is the least lonely place to be if you find peace in yourself. That's not meant to sound like I just did a retreat and walk on air. It's something I've spent years finding through being forced to be alone and then learning to enjoy being alone. But only a select amount of people understand this. The judgment does not bother me. At first it did and I tried to conform, but then I realised I actually enjoyed the thing I was being judged for. And I learned to make it the strongest part of my character. I learned to trust that gut feeling that being alone was a good thing for me. Why am I telling you this? Well, because I want you to understand that the thing you're being judged for is probably the strongest part of you, and therefore the part that threatens others and the status quo most. And realising that makes you powerful, 
What you choose to do about it is your call. My question for you this time is, what do you notice most in your everyday life? What keeps cropping up no matter what you do and where you go? Think about it, keep an eye on it, and let me know. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you like what you hear, please click that subscribe button no matter which platform you're listening on. It really helped me, helps me to get this podcast out where it needs to go. Take care of yourself, work on trusting yourself. And if you want to keep up with the studio, you can find art, journaling, prompts, concepts from all over and words. Just go on Instagram and follow me at Solemnico. Thanks for listening, lovely. Bye.